gym chain body image health and fitness um, I also have an online uh, nutritional training business and I'm also the director of Pure Elite Ireland which is a fitness model federation but it always wasn't that case um, when I was your age I didn't make it this far in school I was um, kicked out of school in third year um, because I was just continuously getting into trouble um, always in the wrong place at the wrong time and um, just was absolutely useless in school so left school and decided to go to work and um, thought I knew it all at the age of 15 or 16 or whatever it was. Um, and things took a turn for the worst as I went through my teenage years and into my 20s. Um, suffered with drug addiction, alcohol abuse, gambling, you name it, I did it and I've been there, worn the t-shirt. Um, very, very fortunate to, I suppose, still be here and to tell the tale and to have come out the other side. Um, I have zero education i have a junior cert and that's it um but the one thing that i do have is a determination now to better myself and to prove to myself but now obviously to my children as well that um you know once you have the mindset to be able to change your life and you want to make you a better person and um, you can do that and that's where it's come from so I started, um, I started Body Image Health and Fitness, the, the, the gym side of it, started two and a half years ago, opened the gym in, gym in Clannacilty, and it's gone from strength to strength. I opened the one here in Skibbereen in December of last year, and uh, that's going very well as well, and we're planning a third one in West Cork now at the minute as well. Um, so it's, um, you know, it, it's... I suppose going back to, like Monica was saying a while ago, accidental entrepreneur um, and not having, not having a plan, I'd be very, very similar in that way, like that I don't have a forecast of where I want to see myself, I don't have, you know, projections of figures, I don't have that. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not educated on it and I, I never, you know, I never went to, to business school, I never did anything, anything like that, so I know that the service and the product that I'm going putting out there is good and just like Monica's products and everyone else's products. When the product is good, it sells itself and the business moves on itself. And once your ethos is right, it moves on itself. And this can be, this can be transcended down to, to, you know, to whatever. If you're trying to achieve anything in life, once you're doing it and doing it well, you know, you're going to get places. It's like playing sport. If you're, if you're good at rugby or you're good at GA or you're good at you know, hockey or whatever it is, um, you're going to go places once you're consistent with it. So um, I, was, I suppose this food festival is fantastic because one of the things that I want to talk to you about today is the negative view that food gets. Um, and I deal quite a lot with this, I suppose, with um, you know, people coming to me, they're wanting to lose, lose weight or they're wanting to put on size or they're wanting to change their body in some way, shape or form. And more often than not, people view food in such a negative way. I can't have that, I can't have carbs, or I can't have carbs after six o'clock, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. But in actual fact, the amount of food, good food that you can eat is endless. But we're surrounded by foods that are extremely calorie dense, meaning there's lots of calories in them. They're extremely heavily processed um, to make them last longer on the shelf. And we're consuming these and we're cons over consuming in calories instead of consuming good whole foods. And I think that's one of the things about the, 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 the festival today is you get to see, you know, good 
whole produce you know you know where it comes from you know you know where it's made you know you know all the background behind it and it's the things that we don't know what we're putting into our body is the biggest is the biggest problem and that then goes down i mean i'm sure you've all heard you are what you eat if you look at it in a mental capacity if you're eating if you're eating negative like if you're eating heavily processed foods with you know lots of um, different additives and preservatives and things in it, you really don't know what that's doing to your body and you really don't know what, how that's affecting your thought process. Um, mental health, I'm a huge advocate of mental health. It's something I battle with myself um, and I've done a lot of work with, um, you know, with people to, um, in a mental health capacity. One of the things actually we did last year was um, there's a, a youth suicide prevention centre, it's called YSPI. And they set up workshops and come around to schools and so on and so forth and, and educate teens on, on how to, to speak up if you're, you know, having problems and so on and so forth. Um, but we did um, a parachute jump and we raised, raised money for that. There was two young lads in Clannacilty that came to me. They were 17 and 18, uh, both with um, suicidal tendencies. And they wanted me to help them raise awareness through social media. And I have a fear of heights. If I went up two or three steps on a ladder, I'd be shaking. So I said, right, okay, because of what it was. And I was so proud of these guys. Because guys don't, you know, I think girls can speak out about, about these things easier. But guys bottle, seem to bottle it up a lot from, from what I've encountered anyway. So, you know, for, for these guys to come to me and say, I'm going to put myself out there to say I, you know, suffer with these suicidal tendencies. I want to spread the word about it. It really um, sparked something with me to say, right, okay, I'm going to do it as well. So we did. And we did the skydive sky and jumped out of the plane at 13,000 feet. Um, and it was, uh, it, was, it was awesome. So if you ever get a chance to do a skydive, definitely do it. It's good. Um, okay, so the importance of food, the importance of, uh, of food and, and I suppose uh, exercise as well. One of the main things that is crippling us uh, in society at the moment is convenience. Um, and that goes for convenient food, something that you pick up quick, you know, it, it's more than likely not the right thing. It's more than likely if you, you know, something that you have to cook and a decent whole product that you cook um, is going to be better than something you grab on the go, you know. Um, and we're, we're you, you know, convenience has absolutely dominated us so much so that it's now, you can see it in our activity. Our activity levels are so much lower than they should be. Um, if you think about, you know, none of you will drive, but anybody that does drive here will know that if you're going to the supermarket, whenever you pull up, you're always trying to get to the space closest to the door, you know, instead of parking, you know, it doesn't matter where you park, park in the farthest off space and walk. And being active is one of the biggest things um, to, that I use as a weight management tool and as well to, to you know, to help with um, mental health and, and things like that because it, with exercise you're uh, releasing endorphins which is a happy hormone and it makes you feel better. So, you know, it, a simple thing just like going for a walk or just, you know, just being more active. So that's why I always track my steps and I try to get X amount of steps during the day um, and, that, and that really, really helps as well. Um, Forming a bad relationship towards food. So people, there's loads of different myths out there. I mean, like that, that thing I was just saying a while ago about no carbohydrate after six o'clock. That is the greatest load of rubbish that you'll ever hear in your life. 
Um, carbohydrate is good. It's a it's a macronutrient. You need it for um, you need it to to top up your glycogen in your body. That's people that are carb adapted. There's some people that are fat adapted, um, and they get their their glycogen, which is the energy stores in their muscles. They get that from fats. But these macronutrients have to be incorporated um, in you know in, in your your daily intake. And if you're missing them, the characteristics of how you perform during the day, you're going you're not going to be yourself. Um, and it's super, super important that you don't shy away from the likes of carbs and you don't shy away from the likes of fats and obviously you get, you know, a sufficient amount of protein in as well. Water is probably the, you know, the biggest one that gets left behind. Um, your brain is 95% water. So if you're dehydrated or you're not hydrated properly, your cognitive um, response is not going to be as sharp as it is. Like anyone, that, especially people I'm talking to do the leaving certain stuff like that, I would always say to them, when you're studying, make sure you continuously have a bottle of water next to you. Because if, you're, if, you're, if your brain is hydrated, it's working at optimum. Um, but if, if it's dehydrated, you're going to have brain fog, you're, gonna, you're just not going to be able to retain the information as good. So just remember, like two-thirds of your body is water. So it's super, super important to get as much water in. The rule of thumb for how much you should drink is um, for every 20 kilos of body weight, you would drink a litre. So somebody that was 60 kilos would be drinking three litres a day. And when you say that, people go, Geez, I don't drink that at all. It's crazy. It's, 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 a bit, it's, you know, it's a big number. But I'm not saying that you have to leave here and make sure you drink three or four litres of water a day, but just make a conscious effort to probably increase what you're drinking because you, you, you know, your body will massively uh, thank you for it. Um, what else have we got? Okay, we're going to do a workout in a minute, but um, one of the other things I want to talk to you about is um, in relation to social media and, um, and mental health. What I've noticed, uh, I suppose all of you <clears throat> that are on Instagram, you'll realize that um, the likes have been taken away from Instagram posts, um, and that's probably one of the best decisions I've seen any social media platform make. Um, because it takes away the fear of judgment when you post something and it didn't get as much likes as the last one. You know, you posted a picture and the last, last one got 100 likes and this one only got 50 and everybody's crying and then you delete the post because it didn't do as well. And <clears throat> all of that comes from being absolutely crippled by what other people think of you. You know, worrying about other people's opinions, uh, worrying about what people say, or the fear of not posting something because you're worried about what people say, or you post something and then somebody leaves a negative comment um, on your picture and, you know, it has a massive, massive effect. And <clears throat> so you, you guys won't notice, but last year, you may notice, but last year I got heavily trolled online. Um, I was on, um, it was early this year, I was on Red FM uh, about a flight I missed back from um, a photo shoot in London that I was doing. And they used one of the photo shoot pictures on their Facebook page, um, but it didn't bear any resemblance to the, the, the story, which was the flight was late, because um, it was the time of the snow and all of that. And all, all I was doing was going on to try and raise awareness about the elderly people that were they're stranded. It was really nothing to do with me. But the, <clears throat> the context of what the, the post made no sense to the picture that was posted, so, but it looked like that I was trying to market myself and you know put this picture of myself out there, even though they posted it. And, I got over, there was 650 comments on the Facebook post on Red FM, 
and every single one of them were negative and there was some horrible stuff said and it really, really, it really got to me. And this is from someone now that understands cognitive bias of what, why people say negative things and all of that, but it's still massively hurt. And this is it, like social media is such an amazing marketing tool. It's a great way to keep informed of trends, fashion, uh, fitness, whatever you name it, but it's also so, so dangerous if you let it, it, you know, if it's managed in the wrong way. So one of the, one of the major things that I would say to you guys is, like, and I've done it on, on all of my social platforms, is don't follow someone just for the sake of it. <clears throat> you know, I've unfollowed so many people because I just don't need to see what they're posting. It's not that I don't like the person or I have anything against them, but I just don't need to see if they're going out getting drunk because that doesn't appeal to me anymore you know, or somebody's posting something about something that doesn't interest me at all. So what? I just, I just unfollow them. But it's not to say that I don't like the person. Some people get massively offended by that. And then when I say this to people, they go, well, I can't, I can't do that because they're not going to speak to me again. And I, I can't do this and I can't do that. <clears throat> the one thing that you must always do is make yourself happy. I found, the reason I was doing this, I found I was going down through my, no, my, my news feed and all I was doing was looking at a post and shaking my head going, jeez, not again, not again, or this person's photoshopping pictures of that person, that picture doesn't look real. And so just unfollow them because it's now with the content that I have on there, I'm happy to look at it and it's adding value to my life. So this is it, you want to make sure that whatever you're consuming on social media is going to add value to your life and not take away from your confidence, not take away from your mental health. And bearing in mind, if you see something, you get a negative, you get a negative comment, or you, you see someone you know, you know, that's with your ex or something like that, as a picture posted, that's gonna have a knock-on effect. It's gonna be it's gonna be detrimental to your schoolwork. You're probably not gonna eat for a couple of days, you're not gonna sleep properly. So it's it's super, super important to make sure whatever content is coming through is adding value. And that's that that's one of the biggest things that I would uh, that I would say to that I would say to anyone. Thank you very much, Alistair. That was a very extensive presentation. Has anybody any questions for Alistair? Because there was a lot said, really, in that presentation. Would anybody like to ask any question? Alistair, in terms of the development of your Instagram page, I'm not yeah. very techy. Can you explain how that develops and how you get so many followers? Okay, well, there's, like, these things don't happen by chance. So it's like anything else. If you want something to work, you've got to put the effort into it. Um, and if, for me, my social media is a full-time job. So I've got to think about, right, what am I posting? What are the audience I'm trying to target with it? Am I offering value? Um, and one of the things I do is every single thing I post is to give value or to raise awareness or to, to try and target something without looking for something back. So if I'm continuously posting something and I'm saying, you know, putting up a picture of the gym, here's the gym, you know, we're open seven days a week, uh, come in and get a free class or come in and get a free uh, workout plan. So I'm looking for something. So I'm putting that out there. My intent is I want you to buy it. And I know that if I kept seeing that, I, I wouldn't want to see it anymore because, I, you know, stop asking me to buy your thing. If I want to go there, I'll go there. So me, I always make sure that the content I put out is offering value to the person looking at it. And what I do a lot of is I do a lot of IGTVs. And for those of you who don't know what IGTVs are, 
their longer their longer video form um, and you can um, you can have up to you can have up to 10 minutes if it's uploaded on a phone and you can have as long as you want to think on them um, if you upload it on a laptop um, but that's a great platform then to if you want to talk specifically about a subject you can put it up there but what happens then is people might see that and go they might forward it to someone or they might tag someone in it so when you're putting out things of value at scale it's you're going to attract you're going to attract an audience. Whereas if I'm just posting a picture, and this is actually something I wanted to, to speak about a while ago, if I'm posting a picture that's heavily edited, which I don't, if I was posting a picture that's heavily edited, pot uh, potentially photoshopped, looks the most amazing picture of all time, and you know, you look at it and go, geez, that's, you know, whatever, and then you see me in person, you go, he doesn't look like anything like his pictures. And I've, I've met so many people that I've looked at and got, Jeez, that, that bears no resemblance to the person you see online. And that, unfortunately, is what you're consuming. Because you see all these influencers, you see all these bloggers, and they're putting up stuff, and they look amazing. And like, if it looks too good to be true, it is. They're only human, just like the rest of us. They have in, you know, imperfections. They, you know, they have cellulite. They have stretch marks. They have um, you know, lumps and bumps everywhere, just like all the rest of us. And but they edit them out, you know, and that's fact, because I was, I was friends with a few of them and I used to see them do it. So that's actual fact. So if you're looking at someone and you're following something, they look too good to be true, I can tell you no, it is. It is too good to be true. So from, to your point, um, making sure that if you want to grow your social media for business, which I'm trying to do it, putting out content at scale that is going to add value to somebody else's life is, is how it's done. Thank you for that, Alistair.